Not a single other day goes by Stay messing up in nine to five Water running like the way you cry I'll be honest cause I'm not too shy Yeah There's something about your loving Got me sure Got me shaking up Oh no Things ain't too much by the book Pages tearing up Couldn't even tell you If you had a plan now phasing and out of love If you wanna stay out, you could only blame me If you wanna call it off without a trace But you mess with me in case I'm holding out Would rather be chasing broken trust Something about the way you love yeah. I'm so tired of the distance song Been moving at a pace too strong, too tough to let you go. So I ain't gotta let you know it's nothing. So I ain't gotta let you know. just kick this off. I'm so excited to have you here. So oh, thanks for having me, Demi. Yes. Well, yeah. I am Demi Harvey. I am the host and digital editor for Indie 1023, and I am joined by Cautious Clay. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. Welcome physically to the studio, because I Thank talked you. to you virtually, what, last year? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was about uh, maybe maybe five months ago. Maybe it was in June when Deadpan dropped. It was. It must have been, yeah, six months ago. That I makes guess. sense. Yeah. You know, we're slowly creeping out of the Zoom world. Exactly. Thank, <laughs> thankfully, thank God. And we're, speaking we're of, of creeping out of the Zoom world, you're on tour. You just I started. Am. Yeah. How has it been so far? It's been amazing. It's been amazing. We've we've pretty much sold out every show so far, and it's been just a blessing to see all the faces and excited people. And yeah, it's. I feel like this is like the best iteration of kind of what I'm doing and what my band is doing and and it's just I'm really excited about it have there been yeah. any really exciting or memorable moments that have already happened on tour I know it just started but mm, I'm trying to think um somebody told me that Octavia Spencer was at my Chicago show what which is funny I guess she was there I need proof yeah. someone needs to drop that my mom was there somewhere. and said that she saw so okay we kind of gotta believe your mom yeah we gotta believe her because <laughs> she she was the most excited and then a couple of her friends saw so that was kind of interesting cool news that know? is cool so news like, wow. what is that? octavia spencer is she in ma she's in 
Yeah, she's also she's in <laughs> Hidden Figures, and then I think bunch of other things. Bunch of other things. She's also like the she's like written she's writer producer in Hollywood. She's like won an Oscar. Like, you yeah, might have to I don't like know. I don't get know. in there and be like, hey, can you make a cameo in one of my music videos? I mean, yeah. <laughs> It would be an honor. So, I mean, it's cool, I guess, knowing that she's a fan. Yes. But. Octavia, if you're watching, hit him up. Hit him up. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> That'd be great. Have there been any songs that you're, like, super stoked to perform? Because it's been a few months since, you know, Deadpan Love has come out. So Definitely. I think I think Dying in the Subtlety has been really fun because I, like, that's the one I was the most excited about. And then, like, seeing the crowd's reaction, like, people love that song, too. So... Mm-hmm. It's been very satisfying to play that live because, like, pretty much every time I've played it, people are, like, just as jazzed as I am. So I'm like, cool, that's great, you know? And it's nice to put out music that I feel like you're, like, I'm excited about, but then also, like, people are connecting with, you know? 100%. Um, because I, I know that there's there are some cases where, they, you know, that's not always the case. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to talk about the album later, but I have to pivot to... <laughs> Your social media, because I'm a social media person, so I'm constantly on the gram. But you just posted about a week ago that it's been five years since you left your full-time job. Yeah. That's one wild. That is insane. Yeah. But what was finally the motivator that, like, pushed you to music full-time? Oh, man. It must have been, well, the motivator. I was just obsessed with music and um making it like I was just obsessed I mean like I I spent all my time that I wasn't working you know work, working on production on Ableton which is like a digital audio workstation or DAW mm-hmm. that people call it but I would just spend a lot of time recording songs and like productions and I'd been doing that through college mm-hmm. at that point and so like I've been able to like you know, while I was re- producing, I was also writing and I was like working on that craft as well. So like mm-hmm. they, it was just kind of like the word, the merging of worlds that came together that allowed me to like be full stop in my production and my audio and, and, and the writing process. And so I could do all of that without needing a team, you know, to like right. help me facilitate making a song or mixing a song and producing a song. So I think like it was a combination of me being able to do that at a high level and then also just kind of like trusting in myself to, to, you know, to pursue this, you know, um, and, and, uh, really just building a team around, uh, uh, my manager right Mm -hmm. now. Um, and we've, we just have grown very close and we kind of started kind of, uh, on a high note and this never stopped. We just kept working, you know? And so like, um, so I you left just my didn't job. Have and, any time to yeah, like no, work I just I left I left my job and uh, like yeah, it was like around this time in 2016. Feels like forever ago. Yeah, was that 2017, 2016? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I left that job and then like basically was yeah like I had released Cold War mm-hmm. and then that song was kind of blowing up on Hype Machine kind of like within the first week. Yeah. And, and it just, it was stayed on, I think it was like one of the, like it held a record for like, it stayed on Hype Machine for like 50 weeks or something insane. A viral hit. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's not like, it wasn't that viral, but it was just like, it was just very bubbly, you know, yes. it was just like, and people kept hearing about it and using it in songs and TV and, and TV shows and all that. And, yeah. and all that while I was like playing, uh, I played my first show in like 2018. So it was just like, it was all happening and, and, and I didn't fully, yeah, I, I fully like quit like 
way before like I quit before I put the song out but yeah it, it was, was a kind good of leap prepping. of faith exactly yeah prepping for that I so. hear from musicians a lot that um it's like difficult to consider taking that leap because it's like there's understandable risk obviously yeah. but do you have any advice for a musician that's like I don't know I don't know how I feel about it but wants to pursue music full-time yeah I mean I, my best advice would be to um have a have sort of a, an idea or a vision of what you want out of your career first because mm. some people are kind of like oh well, I want to be a musician and then it's like okay well yeah I mean you could teach lessons yes you could be a teacher you yeah. could also be a performer but I think you know it's sort of putting yourself in situations and finding out how to put, to put yourself in that situation and, and and if you're good if you're really good at whatever you're trying to do mm-hmm. people will find you oh 100% you know what I mean um, so, Especially nowadays, like yeah, social media, it's just totally and TikTok, like oh, I know it's exactly. like a whole other thing. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a whole other thing. But I'm I'm saying like even if you're trying to do music professionally, um, you don't have to be a TikTok star to do that. You know what I mean? You can if you're really good at guitar or really good at singing or other things like that. It's 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 sort of like yeah, putting those ideas into the world and seeing where they land, and you know that sort of being a, a route. To, yeah. to it to it and obviously like if 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 your if your ideal situation is to just be a performer then it's like you know there i think in a lot of ways like it's just meeting people and putting yourself in situations where you can meet people who, who do that yeah like, professionally because you're Especially only as good in your as the own people. community exactly yeah. you're only as good as like the people that you surround yourself with a hundred percent I think that's great advice. (laughs) You already touched on that you um, have just been producing and and engineering and doing all that stuff for a long time since college. But you also have like a multifaceted like music career and you grew up in a musical kind of family. Your mom, jazz singer, right? No, my mom, well, she was a singer, but she wasn't professional at all. Okay. Just an interest. She was interested. She was actually (laughs) more of an actor. Um, Oh. She she ended up professionally being a lawyer, but... um, she she got waitlisted at Yale uh, Yale Theater the Yale Theater School so she was gonna go but then obviously like didn't because she was on the waitlist but I hope she I pursues was thinking, it wow, again could have been another life for her yeah I know she um, can still do it but I might not have existed so you know, that's true there's also yeah. that but mm-hmm. who knows <laughs> choices the choices, choices we make the choices we make but um, was there a moment when you were growing up where you were like oh, this is the path this is what I want to do. Or was I mean, it college? I always, deep in my mind, felt like I wanted to do music, mm-hmm. but I never thought it was a practical thing. I didn't think you could make money doing it. And like, I yeah. feel like, from my perspective, like neither of my parents did music professionally, and they didn't know anything about that. Right. So like, I didn't really have any like, I just didn't have any reference point mm-hmm. for how my, that would even look or how I could even exist in that world. Right. And so, I think I always deeply loved music and felt like. I wanted to make it my life, but I'm, I'm also kind of a, I was also kind of a realist at a very young age. And so I was just kind of like, well, I don't know if I don't really have any idols or people that I know who do this. Yeah. And so what, what does it really take to do this? And I just had no conception of that. So when I went to college, I, I, I studied international affairs mm-hmm. and I minored in jazz studies. And so that was like my two totally. Opposite yeah. But it was like, <laughs> well, I did the jazz studies to like, kind of fill out the music part because yeah. I was like, okay, like this seems really interesting and cool. And, and I also didn't want to pay $60,000 to go to music school because I just That's felt fair. like it was a waste. I just yeah. do. I don't – just find yourself a really good mentor 
Mm-hmm. That's also some good advice. Just find yourself a good mentor or someone who is a musician that you want to work with, who's a great teacher. Because that's that's really what what ended up inspiring me too. Is I had mm-hmm. I had an incredible flute teacher when I was seven, who who ended up being like sort of famous on YouTube for a bit. Um, his name's so Greg cool. Patillo. He he did this thing called the beatbox flute. And it was like beatboxing and playing flute at the same time. And he was like, he was my teacher probably when he was at, I want to say he was like 25 when he was my teacher. So he was like a young guy. This sounds familiar, honestly. Um, I might have seen it seen, come did, across my a, like face. He did a Mario Brothers theme and he also did the Flight of the Bumblebee beatboxing. It might have been Flight of the Bumblebee. <sighs> yeah. The talent. Really, really crazy. And so being a seven-year-old impressionable child, I was like, what is what? this? You know what I mean? And like <laughs> yeah. today that's still crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and this was back in, I don't know, early 2000s. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I think it really just had a profound effect on what I thought was possible in music at a young age. And so like, I do credit him as well, just like with, with how I approached music in general. Like I, mm. I, I didn't, I never thought, oh, jazz is my only thing. You know, I did electronic production. I love house music. I love hip hop. I love rap. I love all of it. So yeah, and beatboxing on the flute. Like, who would have ever thought that existed? So Genius. I think you know, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just I think it's like it's a perspective type of thing as well for me. Mm-hmm. From atoms up to comets, life is never promised. You could make me one. I am be dishonest hmm. The simple things they mean much to stay or I'll be in touch I'm clocking out at it Let's get tacos and a bread punch Whoa But you got your eyes down You say you're gonna leave Got a clean house Just another instrument Confidence to silence The simple things they mean much It's never been a science Whoa So you gotta trust it in the process Cause nothing lasts forever anyway Got my best advice from a broken screen display But you got your eyes down You say you're gonna leave Got a clean house Another is You got your eyes down You say you're gonna leave Got a clean house Just another wrist repeat On life In love 
it's funny that you mentioned that you love all different kinds of music. I read somewhere that you really love like movie soundtracks. Yeah. Is there any particular soundtrack that really sticks with you now or inspires you? I saw Space Jam. So Space Jam is one of my favorite movies <laughs> when I was a kid. So that definitely has to be up there. Um, yeah, that was a great soundtrack. Yes, it is to um, this day. The original. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Um, I'm sorry, LeBron. I'm sorry. We, yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, soundtracks. Like I also like. I don't know. Like recently, I've honestly just been really into like music that fits for whatever. I'm watching, so it's not really even soundtracks, but like, I, I was watching Ozarks recently, that that oh show, gosh. and so the music stressful. is so stressful and creepy, yeah. and but I love that because it's like it's just like so fitting, mm-hmm. and like sometimes music doesn't fit, and I'm like, what, you know? Or um, I just also recently saw There Will Be Blood, and that soundtrack is really interesting. Intense. It's intense. Yeah. It's, not, it's also <laughs> very intense. So I, I feel like I've been gravitating towards some intense. <laughs> soundtracks recently something's but going on yeah i don't know i don't know dark dark energy no yes but uh but i i don't know well like I, I mean i also love i do love um i i love the soundtracks for a lot of like tarantino films too because they're oh, always yes. just kind of like iconic yeah yes yeah. i mean definitely have mixed feelings about him but i mm-hmm. think his 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 soundtracks are always really good yeah for yeah. sure soundtracks and movie scores you know yeah. just getting back into those as well especially with the oscars right around the corner totally totally <laughs> so we obviously have to talk about oh no first before i talk about deadpan love i'm, I'm teasing y'all for the end but the collaboration that you did recently with kavinsky yeah it okay so the song's called renegade it just yep. came no it came out late last year mm-hmm. right like november-ish mm-hmm. but um futuristic really cool sounding but i haven't heard new kavinsky music in so long so how did this collaboration come about honestly very random okay um, <laughs> Very random, but I I'd heard about Kavinsky through my publisher, uh, mm-hmm. who I have a friend of mine who's, who who works at my publisher and is really smart, great guy. And he told me about Kavinsky, and I was like looked him up and like I didn't really know anything about him to mm-hmm. be honest. And I heard some of the music, and I was like, oh, this is this is cool, you know, like this a is interesting. Cult following, very yeah, intense. very cult following, very yeah. intense, very French, you know, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, he was looking for someone to work with on a song that he's working on for his like big break debut. <laughs> yeah, thing. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what the song sounds like. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not, I'm not like the type to just like work with anyone just because right. of whatever that you're doing. And I, I just genuinely thought it was a dope like instrumental. It's a cool sounding. It's song. It's a really he's interesting a great producer DJ. It's very like, yeah, it feels kind of like that, like like that sev- like the synth, like the '70s style synth, mm-hmm. but like. And still also dark. Very dark. Yeah. Like, da- like obviously elements of Daft Punk, but I think it's this this particular song I felt was like really interesting. Like mm-hmm. the backbeat. I was like, this is pretty cool. So I just I wrote something to it and him and his team loved it. And then <laughs> the rest is history. Yes. Go and stream that so, song. It's amazing. Yeah. Um Renegade with Kavinsky. It's a good one. Now we're gonna talk about Dead Fan Love yeah. Deluxe, which just came out. And I've been streaming it like crazy. It is so good. So Thank there's you. four new songs on it, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of other songs that were previously on the album that are reimagined with strings. So how do these new additions tell the story that what Dead Pan Love was? I know there's still some of them are still love songs, but Yeah. I think I think it, it was sort of just an extension of 
some of the 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 emotion that I was feeling when I was writing this album mm-hmm. to begin with. Um, and so were they songs that were already written that you just added on, or were they ones that you worked on and then added? they were songs mostly that were already written. So mm. like um, Rapture and Blue was something that I'd potentially wanted to do for nine X EP or like potentially like a sophomore album, but mm-hmm. it sort of felt like it belonged on deadpan. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah, I was like, well, let's put it on a deluxe album, you know? And, and, and I, and I really like the song, so I'm glad I, I released it. And then there's, there's, um, 25, eight as well, which was going to be that, that was written a while ago, actually. Mm. Um, I worked on that with this guy named Rostem from, um, Oh, from Vampire, from Weekend. Vampire Weekend. Nice. So we made that together. Cool. And then, um, I'm trying to think what else. Butterflies. Butterflies in August was an older one. That was actually an Amazon exclusive that ended up being re-released. Okay. But I hadn't, it was just like a song that I was going to put on the album, but then I didn't. So it's kind of like a mixture of things that I, I just like wanted to just put out mm-hmm. um, in conjunction with like the reimagined with strings. Cause I, I really loved, like that was like a very interesting part of like what I wanted to do for the deluxe was like those reimagined songs. Yeah. Um, it's so beautiful, especially yeah. like with your background in different kinds of music, musical instruments that strings just felt so fitting. So I yeah. feel like people who are like really your fans will resonate with those last couple of songs. Cause it's just, it feels very full circle. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely. No, it was cool. I, and we had a whole like video crew with it as well. It was like all on YouTube. So yeah, we just put those out. So yeah, no, I think I think in general the deluxe is is very much just an extension of a lot of like the themes and ideas that I was exploring with Deadpan in the sense of kind of feeling um it's 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 like the juxtaposition of sort of the two words deadpan and love deadpan sort of being this sort of like kind of dry a little bit like nihilistic take on the world and then love obviously being compassion, love, empathy and these are just the two sides of I think my overall perspective on, on the world and, and how I move through the world. And, and so, um, yeah, that was, that was really, really the, the theme. We're getting duality. Yeah, duality. <laughs> it's giving duality. Yes, exactly. it's giving duality. Exactly. So. <laughs> well, we've come to the end. I just want to tease this is going to come out after this, but three back-to-back shows here in Colorado, one starting out in Aspen on the 17th, and then two sold-out shows at the Bluebird Theater on the 18th and 19th, with which we're very much looking forward to. So hopefully we get to hear those new songs too. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for being part of this and you're obviously going to see the songs that are going to come after this so stick around for those here in the indie lounge and make sure to tune in to indie 1023 to hear more cautious clay thanks demi thank you see ya bye
Yeah. 